Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. You want assurance that you're going to get what you pray for? Then you've got to put His Word in your mouth. And see, we live in a time where Christianity, listen to me now, Christianity has been boiled down to to just a mess, really. Just to, it, there's no truth. There's no meat. There's no guidance. You know, it's just kind of whatever feels good, do it. But see, we are disciples of Jesus Christ. And we don't just fool around a little bit with the Word, but we buy into it, so to speak. And what He says is what we believe. I'm radicalized when it comes to that. Not radicalized to violence and, you know, some kind of fanatic, but I'm radicalized to the Word of God. And nobody is going to take the Word of God from me as long as I can speak it out of my mouth, believe it in my heart, I can have what God says I can have, and I'm not giving it away. Can men take it away? They can't take it away from you unless you give it away. Unless you say, yes, you can take what belongs to me. But we are blessed daily, loaded up with benefits from the Lord. Amen? You need to latch hold of that. Now, I want to tell you something tonight. When I was preparing to come in here, I know that the Holy Spirit wants to do some particular things, and it's amazing. When I come in, I just, I just sense it's like, Sleepy spirit. I'm not talking about physical sleep. You know, that not that kind of sleep. But you see, the enemy wants to stop us from stepping over into some things that he has for us. And we're going to step over in Jesus' name by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We're, and it's not just going to be me. We're going to step over into some things. Uh, you know, I always ask God, Lord, give us prophetic prayers. Why? Because prophetic prayers are prayers that are going to avail much because it's what He's leading us into. It's what He desires for us to pray about. And those are the kinds of things tonight that we're going to tap into. You remember Samson, and you remember how the Bible says that the Spirit moved upon Samson? And if you look that up, it really means that the Holy Spirit did this. If somebody did that to you, would that get your attention if they just kind of urge you like that and just poke a little bit and say, hey, 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 I want your attention. You pay attention. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit did with Samson. And see, I believe that's what God did to me, and I believe that's what He's going to do to all of us. He wants to tap us and say, hey, there's a better way to live. There's a better way to do things. There's a better way to get results. And it's the urging and tapping of the Holy Spirit. And He wants to speak to us, His people, in this last day. Amen? All right, I better get off on what I've got on this note. Okay. God's Word in your mouth. Jeremiah 1.9. Now listen to this. Behold, or look, pay attention to this. I have put my words 
in your mouth. Well, I, I hear that. God spoke to Jeremiah and he said that. But you know, God's doing the same thing today and he's putting God's word in our mouth and it's up to us to speak that. Now, am I saying that we're prophets like Jeremiah? No, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying Jeremiah was a human being anointed by the Spirit of God and he did have a special anointing upon his life. But we can learn from his example and the power of God was working in what he said. And he would prophesy and he would speak the word of God that God placed in his mouth and things would change and things would happen. But now let me give you a little key here. If you look at Jeremiah like the people in that day that you know were around him, if you looked at Jeremiah, you would say Jeremiah is weak. Jeremiah is persecuted. Jeremiah is the weeping prophet. He didn't look at all like he had the power of God in operation in his life. But God put His Word in His mouth and it's powerful when you and I do the same thing today. See, that's why, that's why in our day and in our time that there's so much effort on the part of the devil and, and uh, ministers and churches buy right into it to dilute down the Word of God, to weaken it. You know, I've got my regimen of taking um, supplements and, and all those things in the morning, you know, when I have what is supposed to be breakfast, but it's green food and a protein, you know, a half of a protein bar. It's not real, you know, eggs, gravy, and biscuits kind of breakfast. You know what I'm saying? But when I down all of that, because when I drink my green food, I have to kind of hold my breath. <laughs> It looks horrible. I have to hold my breath and close my eyes. Because if I look down into that glass and see that green, you know, it's like, ah. But if I don't take it, I can tell a difference in energy level, so I take it. Okay, but after I do that, then I, I uh, take vinegar. Apple cider, organic apple cider vinegar. It's amazing. That stuff is amazing. Okay, I got my little two-ounce cup, and I put my vinegar in it, and then I dilute it down with water. Half vinegar, half water. Why? Because it's very strong and pungent. You know what I'm saying? Well, God's Word is strong, and but we don't need to dilute it down. And see, that's what's happening in the church today. The Word of God is being diluted down and we can't even tell what is what today. You don't apologize for Jesus. You preach Him. And if people get offended, they get offended. God has put His Word in our mouth. And if we'll go out and speak the Word, speak it in our prayer closet, speak it here tonight, I'm going to tell you, we can see heaven move and hell shaking. I'm looking for some people, especially young people, who get full of God and full of the power of God and full of the fire of God. And don't just settle. Well, this is the way the world is. This is the way the church is. I guess I'll just settle into it. No, don't settle into it. 
Many years ago now, over 40 years looking back, as a very young person, Eddie and I, both of us, we made a decision. We were not going to be mediocre Christians. We were not going to be Christians that were timid, fearful, and hold back what God has shown us from the Word. And I'm telling you, people didn't like it. They wanted to shut us up. They wanted to take him off radio. But you know what we did? We just would push in anyway. We would do it anyway. You shouldn't start that church. Oh, yeah? Well, you just get out of the way because we're starting it. And that's the attitude that we had. I'm not talking about, you know, we were arrogant. I'm not talking about that. But I'm telling you, we got to stand for something. And if God gives His Word to place in your mouth, speak it. Speak it in your prayer closet. Speak it here as we pray. And know it has a power to change things, bless God. I just feel this tonight. So the authority was in God's Word, listen, in Jeremiah's mouth. And the authority in your life is in God's Word if you put it in your mouth. I cannot emphasize that enough. And people, oh, well, that's just too easy, and I don't believe that. Well, you just go on. You go on over and sit somewhere while we demonstrate the kingdom of God and what God wants us to have. world will tell you to shut up, but you just go ahead and do what you know to do anyway. Don't even pay attention to it. Don't even be pulled to the side with it. Now, God desires His Word to be spoken. Now listen, I wrote down three things. He wants you to speak His Word publicly in prophecy. See, when we come together, there are times... You know, especially in times of prayer, but other times too. We believe in the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is prophecy or tongues and interpretation that is equal to prophecy. And so when we come together, we need to publicly speak the Word of God that He gives us. See, that's important. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, people that just do things in their flesh. I'm talking about when you're moved upon by the Spirit of God. Even if you didn't speak it out, you know, like thus saith the Lord. But when you're praying, when we come in to a, a collective prayer meeting like this and God drops something in your spirit, you may not think it's for... Uh, you know, to prophetically be spoken in front of everybody. But it's important for you to speak that out because that's the Holy Spirit in you. So speak it out. But there are times when you publicly speak out the Word of God. What do you do that for? So you can look like super saint, so that you can say, I'm spiritual. No, you do it in obedience to the Spirit of God moving upon you and speaking forth His Word, it's in your mouth and you speak it out publicly. That's important. Uh, you know, if you read in the Old Testament, you know, uh, there, there were the prophet and he would go and he would, he would speak the Word of the Lord just to, the, uh, you know, to that area, to the ground, to, you know, 
the, the uh, area, the earth, if you will. Not there, went, there wasn't people there. No people. It wasn't somebody listening or anything like that. But God was listening and He told him what to do and He began to speak over begin to speak over. And so we can do the same thing. I tell you, you know, when you see the dry, dusty desert places, you can speak the Word of God over that and watch it spring forth. Watch it, the desert blossom as a rose, as the Scripture says. So God desires His Word to be spoken publicly in prophecy, authoritatively preaching the Word. And see, that's what I was referring to a few minutes ago. The Word of God needs to be proclaimed without restriction, without hindrance, without denominational glasses. Now, I'm not, none of us have a hundred percent, you know, uh, knowledge uh, of this scripture and have it all together. I'm not saying that. But as much as a minister or a person understands from the Bible, we need to speak it. And see, I like that word authoritatively. <coughs> I didn't say apologizing. Amen. And that's important to remember that. We don't apologize. Jesus Christ is the way the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by Him. We don't apologize for that. We speak it authoritatively. People don't want to hear it many times, but it doesn't matter. You get the Word in your mouth and you speak it and it will change circumstances. It will change people and it will change the atmosphere. That's what we need to do. We need to loose the Word of God. We need to loose it in this city that we live in. The enemy wants to keep God's people in the darkness, but we need to speak forth the light. Light dispels the darkness, doesn't it? Light comes in. If there's things going on in our government here locally that shouldn't be going on, we speak the Word of God over it. Light comes and everybody sees what the darkness is. It's pinpointed. It's revealed for what it is. So we need to authoritatively preach the Word of God. Number three, and most often within a prayer closet or in intercession, we need to be speaking the Word of God. When we go into our prayer closet, I know, you know, we have a tendency, Lord, bless so-and-so, and, you know, bless so-and-so, and bless, I believe in blessing. I believe that. I believe God gives us the power of blessing. It's in our tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So blessing is something that we can do. So I'm not belittling that and I'm not making light of it. But when it comes to your prayers, you need to, in your prayer closet, get the Word of God. Get your Bible out if you have to, if you, if you don't have it memorized. And you know, it takes a little while. you got to grow in God. you got to grow in the Word. But take that Bible with you in your prayer closet if you have to, and you begin to pray the Word of God over people and situations because that is the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. And when you plant it, it's going to come up. And you don't have a sure... See, so if you, if you pray these prayers, Lord bless them, Lord bless them, Lord bless them. 
You see what I'm saying? We, we got to go deeper than that. We, you know, we're the people of God. We're the instruments of God. We're vessels of the Holy Spirit. And we've got to put the Word of God in our mouths and, uh, and speak it when we go into our prayer closet because it's the only thing that we have a promise of getting results from. We don't have it for anything else, but we do have it for that. And I'm telling you, when my eyes got open to that, my life changed. And you know, here many, many years later, I am still being changed by the power of God. I am not tired of it. I'm not worn out and I'm not weary. And I'm not going to say that there are times that I might get tired, but I'm going to tell you though, I have not lost my love for God and I have not lost the fire of the Holy Spirit in my life. And see, you don't have to. You don't have to. I lived like a roller coaster Christian. No roller coaster Christians at redemption. But that's the way I lived. But then I found a better way. And so I'm, that's what I'm telling you about tonight. Amen. Okay, real quickly here. Hebrews 4.12. Uh, let's read Hebrews 4.12 from the Amplified, if you can put that up there for us. I want to read that as we look here and... They don't know I wanted them to do that, but it says, For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. See, the word of God is full of power. Power, energy of the Holy Spirit. Making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature. That is, think about that. Your soul and your spirit. I mean, humanly speaking, we can't tell where one is and the other one begins, but the Word of God is able to separate in our lives and reveal and show and work in us. And then he says, of the deepest parts of our nature, the Word of God has power to work in the deepest parts of our nature. See, this is why I believe people that have suffered abuse or been victimized in whatever way, I believe that scripture right there, the deepest part of your nature can be changed by the powerful, energizing Word of God. In our time, you know, because pornography is being, it has been released into our society and we have said, it's okay, you know, that's your right, and it isn't. It's immoral, it's ungodly, and we did not have the problems in society until we said it was okay. God just let us go to, go after the idols. Just go after the idols. And what happens? When you go after the idols, the blessing of God is pulled back. And see, in many cases, this is what's happened in our nation. We didn't have this. So people have suffered greatly sexual abuse, 
physical abuse, all kinds of things. But I'm going to tell you the Word of God can touch in your deepest parts of your inward being and heal you. It is active. It is energizing. And it has the power to heal. And just like, listen, the Holy Spirit does surgery on men and women's hearts and children's hearts. He goes in and can take that hurt, that pain, that abuse, the wounds. See, the wounds that nobody can see, the blueness of those wounds, it's internal. Nobody can see that and He can go in and He can touch with His Word. If you will have a steady diet of the Word of God, it will change you from the inside out from the inside out and so if if there are people here tonight and this has been something that's happened in your life because it happens more you know more frequently than we like to even think about you just remember that and you accept the word of god that can divide, that sword of the Spirit that can go into your heart, your innermost being, cut out what the enemy has done and allow the healing balm to be applied to your heart. Powerful. It's powerful. Amen. Listen to what the Good News Bible says. The Word of God is alive and it's active. The Word isn't dead. God's not dead. The Word's not dead. The Spirit's not dead. But the Word is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts all the way through. I like that double-edged, don't you? If you, you got both sides that do the work, both sides. It cuts all the way through to where the soul and the spirit meet. Isn't that something? To where joints and morrow come together. It judges the desires and thoughts of the heart. You know, some, uh, sometimes we don't even understand ourselves. There have been times I don't understand me. You know? How about you? Have you ever felt that way? I know none of you ever have. But, but you know, there are times we do feel that way. But the Word of God is able to bring a separation and an understanding supernaturally and then help us to overcome. Amen? Or help us to see through a situation. You know, when we're talking about praying in our prayer closet, think about that. The Word of God judges the desires and thoughts of the heart. God has the ability to judge the heart and the thoughts. We don't, we can't see it, but we get in our prayer closet. We begin to pray over America. We begin to pray over our uh, uh, political system. We begin to pray over our judicial system, whatever the case is. God, through the word, we're speaking the word and it begins to separate. It begins to uh, pull out. It begins to show and judge the hearts and thoughts of people. We can't do that, but the Holy Spirit can through us. Through us. He uses human beings. And just like Jeremiah, he's put his word in your mouth. Now, what are you going to do about it? Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online 
at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.